Welcome to Launch It Girl, where business coach, marketing strategist, and ex-corporate leader, Kenzie Mackis, will show you how to launch, market, and scale a business and brand that feels authentically you, leveraging her proven framework for getting known, seen, and heard online so that you can overcome perfectionism, feelings of imposter syndrome and confusion, and finally launch yourself into a life full of abundance and freedom. Welcome back to another episode of Launch a Girl. I have a really exciting guest with me here today, Ryan Dowdy, who is a sales coach. And you guys, we were just having like a pre-conversation and I was just taking notes about how to lead this conversation so that you guys get the best out of it. And I already know this is going to be so good. So Ryan, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Just say hey to the listeners. Hi, thank you. I'm excited to be here. This is fun. So fun. Okay. We were just talking about how this is the first time we've connected, but we've like seen each other, you know, floating around in different communities. And Ryan's like, I'm on your email list. I love your emails. And like, it's just so fun how the entrepreneurship community has like these, you know, the connections, it's like the weaving of everything. And this is where I think networking is so, so important, which is why I love the opportunity podcast. Cause I get to meet awesome people like you. So, so fun. Okay. Ryan, I would love for you to, well, first introduce yourself because I know you're more than just a sales coach, but also if you could just give us a little insight into how you got here and what the history is behind that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I do, I love networking as well. It's like such a big part of what I teach. So we get to have these conversations, but I also just love the internet when we're like, yeah, I don't know you, but I feel like I know you. Cause like I'm on your email list. I read your emails. We're friends. I'm Ryan Dowdy. So I, I am a sales coach. I'm also a, a wife and a mom and a lot of other things in, in my day-to-day life as well. But kind of my, my business story, if you will, I actually had a 15 year corporate career. I spent my entire career in sales, went from individual contributor to eventually running my own sales organization, fell in love with the startup space, was, you know, traveling the country, training sales teams, building sales organizations. And when my son was born, who's now four, I went back to work at my dream job as the director of sales. And I remember sitting in my office like four months in of being back to work and being like, this cannot be all there is to life, right? This is just not okay. I cannot stay chained to this desk. And I knew at the director level, like what senior director and then, you know, VP and all that other stuff looked like. And I just... I was like, I don't want to do this for another 30 years. Like it felt like I rushed all of the time. We rushed out the door in the morning. We rushed home at night, but I also knew that I love to work. I knew that I was, I'm the breadwinner in my family always have been. And so I was like, what are my options? And through networking actually is how I learned about online entrepreneurship and that this whole world even existed. Like to me, I thought it was like an industry change. Like I had worked in marketing and, you know, it was a little bit of more of a grind. I was like, maybe I need to sell more expensive things so I can make more money and not work as much. And, you know, all of that different stuff. And it never occurred to me to start a business. And so I learned about online entrepreneurship and I was like, awesome, this will be amazing. And I actually originally launched my business and I'm using air quotes right now because like I came into the world as a career and life coach for like early 20 somethings. And it was out of my work at a digital marketing agency where I had interviewed just dozens and dozens of young people. And frankly, Kinsey was just pissed off at the difference between the way young men and young women presented themselves. And I was like, somebody needs to help this generation of women, like show up powerly and professionally. And because I am who I am, I was like, I could do that, right? I could totally do that. And it wound up not being a great fit business-wise, but has, has continued to be a passion project. I continue to mentor young women, you know, just as, as a side project, it's something I'd love to do. But in 
all of that found, talked to all of these women who were launching businesses and just struggling. Like business couldn't get off the ground. I was like, these are good ideas. Like you're smart. Like what's happening here? And what it was is nobody is teaching sales to female entrepreneurs, right? There's a lot of people teaching sales in the corporate world. There's a lot of dudes in their bro marketing over here, but like nobody was teaching women like how to go out and network and how to meet people and how to build relationships. And we're given this really cliche advice, like go hang out in Facebook groups or, you know, whatever. And you're like, what, what does that even mean? Right? Like, how do I do this? So I just kind of started exploring it and figuring out that there was just such a huge need in the market for this. And so that whole first year in my career coach, like I literally made no money, no money at all. I spent a lot, but I made $0. And so it wasn't until I really got into sales coaching and figured out that there was this huge opportunity to, to serve women in the startup space, which as my career told me, I really like those. It just kind of all fell together. And then from that, like that really kind of kicked off in January, 2019. And here we are two years later, I just launched a second business with my business coach. So, you know, we've retired my husband, we've bought our dream home, we've coached over 200 women in our program. I have a team of four full-time employees and it's just been the wildest, craziest two years of my life. Oh my gosh. So much to say with that. First of all, like congrats on your success. I think that's so incredible. And I think even just, I can resonate so much with your story of like, you're in that corporate space and you're looking at the leaders above you and you're like, I do not envy anything you do. And you know that that's not where you're going. But then I think there's that transition period, which it feels clunky. And I think you had some of that, like, okay, like I left this space and I'm going to go do this thing, but it wasn't a hit right away. I think just the journey that you explain is like, you just kept going and experimenting and you found it. It was there. And I think too often people give up on that first leap right? Like, oh, this didn't work. Like this isn't for me or, you know, it's not working. Okay. Well, what can work? So I love that you shared that. I think that's so powerful with the sales. I, I love what you said, like, just go hang out on Facebook groups and like do all these things. What do you feel like as far as, you know, so you transitioned into sales mm -hmm. and really made that your niche and you like doubled yep. down on that. And mm -hmm. you've had such great success with that. What do you think led to that success? Like having a team, you know, having two businesses, launching the business with your business coach, what do you think would be if you had to like summarize some, you know, core elements or principles underneath that, that really led to that success for you? I think the first one is what you just said, right? Is that ultimately like there was no giving up and like that whole first year, like I was still employed. Like I, I was employed through all of that. I was basically since when like my business launched to when I finally left it was a year and a half because in the middle of all of this, I found out I was pregnant and then I was like, well, I should probably stay until I have this baby. But my, my deadline was, I was not going back to work after my maternity leave. Like I knew that. So I think part of it was just this, I was going to figure this out no matter what, like there was no, there was no plan B. And in fact, getting pregnant, just like expedited my timeline of like, no, 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 no. We're like, we're not doing this again. So I think that's the first one is that I, I, my willingness to get it wrong and my willingness to experiment and I, I know you said you work with some newer entrepreneurs, but I see so many people that think that they have to have it all right. Like I have to know what I'm going to sell and I have to know my offer and I have to do this and I have to do that. And like, I made stuff up. 
And not in a way that like, I didn't know what I was doing, but like, if I talk to you and you're like, Hey, I need help, you know, training my sales team. Okay. Awesome. I can help you with that. Versus I coached another woman who was the CEO and primary salesperson in her business and wanted to be able to train somebody else to do that. And then I helped somebody else who had no business and just an idea develop like what that would look like from a sales perspective. So I just was serving people as like, as I met them and networked with them. So I think that's the first one is like, I was willing to experiment and get dirty and build what the clients needed. And then two was just really looking at serving. How can I serve? Like how, how can I be helpful and in, in coming from that place? And I think so much of that, we've always as a team been a mission of ours to serve. Like when we do big launches and we do our free workshops, like my mission, and I tell people this, I put it in my emails. I say it out loud on lives. Like my goal is that this like five-day masterclass is better than the last course that you paid for. Like I, like, it is important to me that this is valuable and not a waste of your time. And if you're going to give me five days of your life to learn something new, I, I want to honor that. So I think part of it is the, the stick-to-itiveness, but then also just the, the consistent serving. And I think there's some fear in the market of like, well, I don't want to give away too much for free. And I'm like, information is cheap, right? Like you can go read a book. I teach sales, like go, go to the, go to the bookstore, go, go on Kindle, go on Audible. There's thousands, millions of books on sales. You know, I think when we hire someone to help us, we want the, the handholding and the implementation and the real life support. So, I mean, like we have just served our faces off. And then finally, I think it comes down to team and realizing that I could not do it alone and that I would always be the bottleneck in my business unless I got out of the way. And so I, I went from like corporate type A control freak to like, if I don't have to touch it, even better. <laughs> So good. I love that. There's so much there. I want to go back to where you said, like, I was just like helping people. Right. So you said like, I was helping, you know, the CEO, like build this. And, and I would imagine if I had to guess that these people weren't just like flocking to you, which, you know, gave you the opportunity to even help them. I imagine you had to do some networking and make connections and have real life conversations with people in order for them to see like, oh, this is someone that could help me. Yep. Am I right there? And can 100%. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I networked my face off. I, I say that like in 2018, I probably, I can't even tell you how much money I spent on coffee. I was, there was a coffee shop catty corner from my office. Cause my name's still working full-time. Like I joked that that was like my second office. Like the guy at the coffee shop, he knew my name. He knew my order. Like when I got pregnant, my order changed. He knew that one too. Like I was there all of the time having coffee and, and meeting people and talking to people. And I joined networking organizations I spoke on any stage anyone would give me. I spoke for free. I spoke at local chamber of commerce events. I did online training. I mean, any, any opportunity to talk about what I did and to help people I took. And so that's when, you know, just naturally having a cup of coffee. I remember the, the client who had the business from like coming from zero. I thought we were just having coffee. I was like, I don't even remember where I met this woman. I, I was pregnant. I was like baby brain through and through. I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. And she sat down and she was like, I want to start a business. And so-and-so told me that you're the person to help me. So I just need to know how much it's going to cost. And I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> so funny. I love that though. And I was there too. And I still, obviously I still network any chance I can, but I remember when I was just trying to figure out like, how do I get myself out of corporate at the time? My mentor was like, just start meeting people. And every week I networked and like, I pulled together women at a lunch table. And every week I had this networking hour and I would invite new people. And it like, that's all I spent my time doing. And I think the problem is people like put up a website and then they like have an offer and they're like, wait, it's like this fallacy of like build 
build it and they will come. And in this idea that if I just post on the socials, I'm going to get all this like, you know, flood of things, but I just, I love that you have shared that and, and this idea that networking is so important, especially when you're getting started making those connections without any expectation. Like you said, like, I didn't know this woman wanted my help, but here she was like, tell me what you do and how much you charge. Right. So I love that. I think the, one of the things that I really want people to walk away with is this idea of like, never stop building those connections. And instead of like hiding behind your computer Although obviously networking is a little bit different these days, but like have those conversations with people, invite people to virtual coffee, like just network your face off. So good. So fast forward today, like you have, like you've really started to dial in, I imagine like how you want to serve people and making the right partnerships and what those programs look like and whatnot. What would you say as far as like who you're working with? What is your specialty in the sales? And tell us more about where you spend your time now. Yeah. So in one business, I primarily spend my time working with brand new entrepreneurs. So we basically help women leave their nine to five and build six figure businesses. So it's typically someone in similar situations that I was in. It sounds like Kinsey, you were in a similar situation, kind of the corporate dropout. That's like, I've got a big salary to replace and I've got to make this happen. And so we literally start from zero. I mean, we have clients that join us who have no clients, or we have people who join us that maybe have signed a handful of clients, but have like no consistent repeatable process on how to do that. And then there's a lot of questions around, you know, pricing and all of the drama and then the marketing that goes into it and, you know, actually doing the networking and building the relationships and and all of that. So we really build like the basic business foundation designed to get women to, to that six figure mark, you know, multiple six figures. And then we do start layering in the, okay, how do we scale, right? How do we go from one to one to one to many, you know, what, what launch process and system and workflow works best for you. But yeah, we, we focus primarily on that building your network, exactly what you just said, virtual or in person. Like I tell people all the time, the more people who know what you do, the more money that you make. But the truth of the matter is if you've never done that before, like that's terrifying, right? You're like, what, what do you, what do you mean? I just like go talk to people. Like, where do I find them? And what do I say to them? And then how do I make an invitation to a sales call without being a weirdo? And how do I make an invitation to a sales call and then handle no without ruining the relationship? And so it, it's really kind of business one-on-one that I think came so naturally to me because I had been doing this my entire career. And I realized that if you, even if you're intensely smart and have an amazing career, if you've never had to be in charge of business development for any capacity, like you've never learned these skills. And so we, we really focus on the basics. So good. I love it. And then you have this other venture over here where you are doing something slightly different, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So business number two, it's called Social Sellers Academy. It's done in in, in partnership with, with Kelly Roach, who is my business coach for over two years now, where we actually teach sales to entrepreneurs, sales teams. So we're teaching literally how to use social media as a sales tool. So it's interesting in entrepreneur land, we don't really talk a lot about hiring a sales team, right? It's all, like you said, it's all the, you know, the, the automation and the funnels and the webinars and all the things, but when you're selling high ticket, which I know you're a huge fan of, like people want to have a conversation with a human, if they're going to spend, you know, 10, 15, 20, $30,000 working with someone. But the problem is, is the CEO, you can't be the only one taking those sales calls, which is where the sales team comes in. And then you've got this employee that you now have to train and coach and figure out how to get them up to speed. So we actually do, it's a six month, like hands-on training program where we're 
working literally five days a week with um, sales teams, training them, coaching them, role-playing with them, you know, helping them with accountability, coaching them through setting appointments, all of that stuff. And then um, we do have a handful of CEOs in that program as well, who just want to publish their own sales skills so they can hire and train their sales team. So good. Okay. So I want to circle back to that piece because I know there's going to be questions around when will I be ready or when should I start to consider a sales team or even one salesperson yeah. to help you with your sales calls? Cause I, I want to go back to the brand new entrepreneur who is starting to, they, they know that high ticket is where it's at yeah. and know that they need to book sales calls, but they're like, I don't know how to fill up my calendar. Why does this feel so hard? I would love for you to give us some takeaways as far as like what should a new entrepreneur focus on as far as filling their sales calendar. Yeah, I always recommend in the beginning, if you're early on, it's all in relationships. Like it's all through primarily in the DMs, right? There's the obvious like posted on social media that you have openings for new clients. And if you do have an email list, email, you know, send out your email list and put it on Instagram stories. And so there's all the marketing tactics, which yes, of course we should be doing, but early on in our business, you know, our 12 Instagram followers are like our sister and our mom, and they're probably not booking sales calls today. So I really train a lot on the idea of like building relationships, taking the coffee chats, having those conversations. And when somebody says, I have that problem, or I need help with something, or they fit the criteria that I client, you just make an invitation. It's, you know, hey, Kinsey, that's actually what I work with my clients on. I'm not sure if you're looking for support, you know, but I'd welcome a conversation to see if I can, I can support you with that. Or if somebody says, oh, I'm really struggling with social media and you're a social media manager, it's, hey, you know, Instagram is my jam. I actually love Instagram. You know, would you like to hop on a call and have a conversation about how I can help you better leverage Instagram, right? So it's just in conversation with people. And again, we're, we're just chatting. We're just networking. What do you do? Oh, what do you do? Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Oh, fantastic. And then through building those relationships, you know, we're able to say, hey, I can help you with that. Or, hey, you know, I took, I have a couple of web developers, right? They're like, hey, I was checking out your website and I have a couple ideas of how you might be able to increase conversion on, on your homepage. You know, would you be up for having a conversation about that? So I think what we think is like making an invitation to a sales call is this like really formal thing. And it's just like, Hey, I help people with that. Would you like to talk about how I do that? And just keeping it very conversational is typically what I recommend. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. And you even gave specific examples of what that sounds like, because I think when people say sales, they cringe, right? Cause we've all had that bad experience with, you know, whoever, like the car salesman. And so we connect with that idea that we're that person anytime we have to move into sales, but it really is just stepping into that invitation and in service, right? Like this is what I do and I can help you. Would you be interested in learning more? And I think we, complicate the idea of sales. And so it overlooks the simplicity of what you just said. So I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. We think it's just like weird, crazy, like twisty, turny, weird thing that we have to do. And it's just like, Hey, I can help you with that. Would you like yeah. to have a conversation about how, and just keeping it really simple and conversational. Yeah. Oh, so good. And I think this idea of like, what if I'm too spammy? And my answer to that is like, do you believe you're a spammy person? Like do you feel like, do you truly believe you're a spammy person? And you know, they're always like, well, no. I'm like, then you can't possibly be spammy, but what would you have to say to that for the people that are like, how do I do this without being spammy? Absolutely. So to me, spam is like unwelcome, unwanted, won't take no for an answer, you know, copy and paste the same message to 722 people, right? If you are taking the time to actually have conversations with people and get to know them, before you make an invitation or you're providing value in some way, it's impossible to be spammy, 
right? Spam is, is like I said, it's, if, you, if somebody says no and you won't take no for an answer, then like that's bad, right? Or if you're, we, we lovingly call them hey girl messages in my in my group, right? My community, right? Where it's like, hey girl, you know, do you need help with your social media? Like, hey girl, looking for a VA? Like that's not cool. But if you're actually building relationships and you see an opportunity to support someone and you make an offer, like you said, it is impossible to be spammy in that environment because it is based on a relationship. And then if you take the no, if somebody says, hey, thank you for offering, but I'm not in the market right now, it's, hey, totally fine. You know, I think that's fantastic that, you know, whatever. And you just move on and you continue to build that relationship. Like it's impossible to speak. So good. Oh my gosh. I love that. I know so many are really going to love that advice. So let's transition to this idea. So we have like a seasoned entrepreneur, or perhaps we're getting momentum with sales calls and they're starting to feel a little burnt out. I think this could potentially be a newer concept for some, but this idea of getting somebody underneath you that can support you in your sales calls and take that off. So talk more about that and when an entrepreneur might be ready for somebody like that in their organization. Yeah. So I think there's several steps to like hiring a sales team. Like you don't immediately have to hire a salesperson to like take consultation calls for you, right? Like when I started my first, my first salesperson just started like helping me during launches. She was just launch support, making sure like the bigger our community got, like she was the one who made sure people got registered and she made sure they showed up live. And she was the one who, she was just booking calls on my calendar during launch is literally how she started. But then I went, she was my community manager. Every person who came into our my Facebook community, she sent them messages. She welcomed them. She shared content with them. That was helpful. She got them, you know, engaged in, 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 you know, a conversion events, or if somebody was talking again and saying, Hey, I have this problem, this problem, this problem. She said, Hey, you know, that's actually what we do in our programs is we help women leave their nine to five and build six or eight businesses. Do you want to have a conversation and hear about that? And so in the beginning it started, she was just kind of a community manager and appointment setter. And we probably did that for like four or five months until again, it got to the point where I reached that bottleneck where I was like, I don't have time for sales calls. She was like, so-and-so wants to talk to you, but like, I can't find a gap on your calendar. And I was like, okay, this is a problem. I was like, wait, you're going to start running these calls. <laughs> and so I think that we think that like having a salesperson is something that, yeah, you need to be at seven figures or eight figures. You need to have this huge team. As soon as there is not time on your calendar for sales calls that you can't get somebody in tomorrow to talk to you about one of your programs when they're interested, it's time to start thinking about that kind of support. And, you know, I was telling you, this is kind of when in our warm up we were chatting, like, I think it's in your top three hires, right? I think a virtual assistant, a bookkeeper, you know, maybe a social media manager, and then a salesperson is like the, the top three or four things that you need in, in your business when you just get up and running, right? Unless you like numbers. I don't for like, for me, it was like bookkeeping was like, no, get this off my plate. You know, and I think that we think that like, oh, sales teams are way later. But the thing is, is that without that sales team, there will consistently be a bottleneck in your business as far as growth, because all sales hinge on you, right? It, it creates a space where you can't go on vacation for two weeks, which is why we all became entrepreneurs to begin with, right? Is to be in control of our time, but you're not in control of your time if you are the only person who can bring revenue into your business. Mm, I'm so glad you said that. And ultimately in anything that we hire, it's releasing that bottleneck so that, we can have the flexibility and freedom that we signed up for as an entrepreneur, right? Because we didn't leave one hustle to step into another. So that is so good. What would be some tips from you as far as like, how do I optimize my sales calls? Like, how do I make them more fluid? What are some really good nuggets that we could take away from just improving that conversation with our prospects? 
I think that I'm just going to tell you some of the things that I see most, a lot of the women in my community struggle with first and foremost is not being afraid to be the leader of the conversation. Right. And again, depending on what you do, right. I, I find that like my coaches and consultants don't struggle with this as much, but like my service providers, right. My social media managers, Facebook ad managers, like they almost set themselves up in like an interview. And I always encourage you to like really take control of the conversation and, and establish that authority and that credibility from the beginning. So it's as simple as setting an agenda, you know, Hey, Kenzie, really excited about our conversation today. I've got 30 minutes on my calendar. I want to make sure we cover A, B and C. And at the end of this, if we decide that it makes sense for us to work together, we'll talk about next steps from that, from there. How does that sound? right? You're getting buy-in. You're showing that like, Hey, I've got this. I'm in control of this conversation. I know exactly what we're doing here. I'm making excellent use of your time. And then we're just having a conversation. And I always recommend, I always tell people to lob a, a softball question first. Sometimes we want to get like straight to the meat of it. Like, tell me what your biggest challenge is with blah, 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 blah. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Like we've got to walk before we run. Like it was, so we have to earn the right to ask tough questions. So I like to just ask, Hey, what's going on in your business right now? Or what's going on in your life right now? Because oftentimes people will tell you exactly what's on their mind and exactly why they're on the phone with you if you just listen you know and so that that's kind okay. of the philosophy that I teach is we start with simple questions we work up to those more complicated or more I guess personal or challenging questions that are a little more uncomfortable but then I always talk about it's the 80 20 rule right we are we are listening 80 percent of the time we're only talking 20 percent of the time mm -hmm. and we're just asking really great questions and the person will literally give you you know we, we talk about this in the academy people will give you their answer key they will tell you how to sell them if we would just stop talking long enough to listen to them so good. Oh, I love that. That's such great advice because I think newer coaches and consultants will come up on the sales call with this idea of like, I'm going to share about my program. Right. And if they're a good fit, great. But I think it's like you said, listening to what they believe their challenges are and leaning into that. Sometimes if we're, if we're coming with the, the notion to just give them this one thing, we miss that opportunity to speak their language and meet them where they're at. Totally. Oh, yes. that is so good. Rain. Oh my gosh. I love it. What about handling objections? Absolutely. So handling objections, most people think is talking people into things. I say that it's asking good questions, right? Handling objections actually comes down to doing a really great discovery, right? I, like people come to me all the time and they're like, Ryan, I'm a terrible closer. And I'm like, you're not a good, bad closer. You're a bad opener right? Closing is not an event. Closing is the natural next step when you've solved a problem for someone and you've created enough value that they want to pay you for it, right? So to me, handling objections is about asking questions. So say somebody says, hey, Kenzie, this sounds fantastic. I just don't think I can afford it, right? The first thing that we want to do is empathize because they're prepared for us to like try to talk them into it, right? That's like how we're programmed. We're like, oh, you're going to try to convince me why I have to buy. And so like total pattern interrupts, like, hey, I understand, right? Making an investment can feel really scary. Can I ask you a question? Do you see how what we just talked about is going to help you achieve whatever it is in their words that they just told you that they wanted? And then asking them questions, right? Like you said, this is what you wanted. You see how this is the right answer. You know, how are we going to work together to figure this out, right? How do we get to the point where this feels reasonable or feels realistic for you to invest in it? Because I find most objections are just people like they're scared. They're scared to invest. They're scared to make a change. They're scared for the work that we're going to ask them to do to become a different version of themselves. And it doesn't matter what you sell, right? There's always a transformation in there some way. So for me, handling objections is just about asking questions and be like, Hey, earlier, you told me you want this, this, and this, and this program's going to help you get that. Do we see how this investment lines up with where you're going? And so it's really Good. just tying those things together. Yeah. And I think going back to your first step and like 
being the leader, right? So, Mm -hmm. and I think what you just mentioned was that is leadership, right? Like bringing them to their own conclusions Mm -hmm. and allowing them to see big picture, connect the dots, et cetera. So I love that you said that. So good. Right. Okay. I know we're coming up on time, but I would love any last minute words of advice for entrepreneurs that are really trying to increase their sales conversions. But I think most importantly, like make a bigger impact with their mission. What do you think as far as leaving us with kind of that golden nugget? What, what do you have to offer? Yeah, I think it is, it goes back to networking, never underestimate the power of building a network and get out behind our, like you said, you know, our computers, right? You're, you're, but right now you're virtual, your virtual safe space and go talk to humans and it will never be a waste of time. It will never, you know, there will never come a time in your business when it's not worth it, right? Like you and I are at a different point in our business, but this is our networking, right? This is how we network. It's through podcast interviews and YouTube interviews and collaborations, right? Which is different than the, you know, the the initial virtual coffee, but there will never come a time in your business where networking isn't valuable, right? As we've launched the second business, I'm so blessed to be part of a mastermind of people who are my ideal client in that business. So now I, I instantly have a network of people to be like, Hey, you know, let's collaborate. How can I I help? And so I think that it's always about the network. It's always about who you surround yourself with, right? You've always heard the idea you're, you know, who the, you know, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and being in the right room and surrounding yourself with the right people. Like that is always the answer. So whether it's increased sales conversions, make more money, make a bigger impact. Like again, thinking through my network, it was my business coach that I've been investing with for two years that I was able to partner on. And, and in that opportunity and her platform, it allows me to make a way bigger impact than I would have ever made on my own. Right. So, but we, we think that like opportunities have this one size fits all thing. And it's like opportunities are everywhere when you get out and network and talk to people. Oh, so good. That in itself is worth so much money. Brian, thank you so much. The gold that you have given here is really incredible. And I know that people are going to walk away from this, just feeling empowered to sell and step into, into that leadership role and really start to impact more lives. So thank you so much for being here. Tell us where we can find you. Yeah. So there are two places. So Instagram, Instagram is, is my home these days. So you can follow us at social sellers Academy, which is my sales training organization or at Ryan Dowdy officials. So it's Ryan with two N's over on Instagram are the best place for us to stay connected. Cool. Awesome. We'll include those links in the show notes below as well, but Ryan, thank you so much for being here. It really is just, your knowledge is such a gift. And I am so thankful that you have really stepped into that and are literally changing the world one human at a time. Awesome. Thank you. It was great to be here. <laughs> See you, girl. If you liked what you heard today and want to continue the conversation, join us in the Facebook community. Just go to launchitgirlpodcast.com. Can't wait to see you in there.